You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White, an on-demand audio presentation of redpeachsports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show. Good morning, North Louisiana. What up? How goes it? Aaron here in the Caldwell Banker Group One Realty Studio in West Monroe. Hope you had a fantastic holiday and a great long weekend. We certainly did. Kevo's in today is uh, Jake. Congratulations to Jake and Taylor. They are celebrating the birth of Emerson Jane Mark. Well done. That is awesome, man. Happy for both of them. That is so awesome. I, it, and I'm so I, glad they didn't take my advice on the names. And they, what, was, what was your uh, name? Mystic okay. and uh, Mint. They, they decided what were you trying to raise a stripper? Is that is that what was happening here? Emerson Jane. Welcome nice. to the world, yeah. Mystic. That's horrible, Aaron. Yeah, well, maybe that's one of the reasons wow. they didn't go for it. Less than a minute, we've already had a stripper reference. No, congratulations, though. Yes. Uh, that is also the picture. She is absolutely, mm. ab- so, just absolutely stunning. Gift from God, I'll tell you what. So Jake's going to be taking uh, some time off. Uh, Daddy Lee, we're very happy for the, the Martin. I should, yeah. yeah. should take some time off. Uh, plenty to discuss over the next two hours. You can weigh in on the Stuart Shelby hotline slash text line, 888-993-7762. I would say it was an eventful weekend. number of topics to dive Lots. into this morning. A lot of stuff going on in sports this weekend. I guess we probably, we get, of course, are going to get into college baseball, and now we look forward to the regionals. But I think we probably need to start with the NBA and the fact that we had two, not one, but two game sevens. It was, it, yeah, I, I don't even know where to start with the Celtics. Uh, uh, you know, the Celtics had two players out. Mm-hmm. Uh, could we, dare we say, two of their best players out? Mm-hmm. This group is looking past the, the fact that they got beat. This group is going to be really, really good wow. for a lot of years to come if everybody can stay healthy. But, and, you know, I read the negatives all over, and so do you. Of course, we're reading. So what I'm hearing is LeBron and the Cavs didn't beat nobody. They uh-huh. didn't beat anybody. Uh-huh. It, they This did take, took them seven games to get there. So you and I were talking before the show, and I said, imagine if you – just omitted LeBron James from this Cleveland Cavs team. Mm-hmm. I, I just looked at you, I said, oh, honestly, how many games would they win? And you said if they win 13 or 15, it's lucky. Mm-hmm. No That's Kevin how Love. good. Right, right. That's how good LeBron James is. And yeah. Again, he's defied it all because we all had him beat yeah. with the Pacers. So you jotted down several notes here. I don't know if this is barbecue sauce or bourbon I said on my uh, notes here. But. I'm going to take a guess. <laughs> I'm going to take a guess. All right. So basically, LeBron is a machine. How he continues to do this, uh, he had another 48 minutes in that game. He led the NBA once again in minutes. How he continues to put up these numbers. His coach called that game seven performance for him against the Celtics. LeBron's greatest game ever. That's uh, 35 points, 18 rebounds, 9 assists. He was certainly fantastic, but to call it his greatest game ever, considering some of the unbelievable games that he's had recently. But for him to go in there and lead his squad against the Celtics and basically hand, hand the Celtics their first loss at home in the postseason, pretty big stuff by old LeBron James. I think that's what it was. But you, you ever been, like, really, really hungry? 
I mean, you're starving, you're shaky, you're not in a good mood, and your wife fixes you something, yeah. and you're like, this, oh, my God, this is the greatest meal ever, Find and it's just because you're right. Yeah. I think that's what happened there because, yeah. you know, by far I don't feel like that was as great, although he was amazing. Yeah. His leadership was all over that place. Uh, I don't know if it was the greatest game ever, but the guys just, he again, I mean, he just again proves why he's the greatest player in on the planet right now. Uh, Clint says, I almost feel sorry for the Cavs. They're so far over their heads in yes. the finals. Yeah, Clint, we, we discussed it before the show. I said, you almost wanted Houston to win, so you, you would think you would have sort of a, a more even series, but it's not LeBron. It's not. It's not a shot against LeBron at all. I love the the guy. This team is not set up to beat Golden State. LeBron cannot do it by himself. You don't know if Kevin Love's going to be healthy, and even if he is, you don't know if he's going to put up one point, four points. Uh, you, you don't know what he's. You're exactly right. It's just doesn't even seem plausible for this team to win. I give them more of a fighting chance considering what we what Golden State looked like against Houston. I know a lot of the credit deserves yeah, to go to the Rockets. You're right. Houston literally a hamstring away from uh, going to the NBA Finals and knocking off Golden State. Quinn adds, uh, the queen of the least meets the best of the West in the Finals. So Golden State will now be the largest favorite in an NBA Finals in the past 16 years. Yeah, you know uh, – being the underdog in the finals is not new to LeBron. Though. I think seven of the nine times he's been in the finals, uh, he has been the underdog. Yeah, we, we were talking again before the show. You know, all these hours we spend pre-show meetings. People don't realize we're up here at 4 o'clock. <laughs> uh, but so in the, in the betting world, yeah. if you go lay down $1,000 on Golden State, mm-hmm. To, that's what you have to lay down to win a hundred. Mm. So I'm screaming, bet Cavs. I mean, why not? That's big money on it if they win this. Mm. This could be this could be historic. Uh, we buried the lead, of course. What took place last night with the Warriors and the Rockets? Golden State ends up winning this thing, 101 to 92. The Rockets certainly had their opportunities in this game. You're up by 11 at the half, and then all of a sudden you can't hit the side of a barn with a three pointer. What could have, should have, would have been for this franchise. Now they fall and they're heading home. You remember the movie Ten Cup when uh, Cup is outside? I mean, not, not Ten. I'm sorry, Bull Durham. Yeah. When Nuke is outside with Crash, and Crash is showing him up in front of everybody, and he says, "You couldn't hit water if you fell out of a boat." <laughs> That's exactly what I felt like for Houston last night. But again, so how do you make miss 27 consecutive three points? I, 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 you know, that, no matter if that's your game or not your game, how you do that, you're exactly right. But, again, in all of our hours of pre-show stuff, we, we made mention of this. Golden State is very, very good at getting other teams to try to duplicate what they do. Mm-hmm. And you're just not saying, you don't have, you don't have that personnel. You just don't have it. And, and we watched. I mean, we watched over and over and over Houston get into that trap. We watched – I watched a game where I saw New Orleans try to get into that trap of you just try to duplicate what they do instead of just doing what you do. You try to duplicate it. And 27 Yeah, but seven for 44 from three-point line. There you go. Uh, Reza was 0 for 9. 
Tucker was two for five. Uh, Harden was two for 13. Gordon was two for 12. Uh, Green was one for four. And Johnson threw up one three-point attempt and did not make it. Seven for 44. Ouch. I, I, but with all that said, still, Houston had a chance. Uh, and then, I mean, right? Chris Paul does not get her injured, how this series would have been different. I, 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 and I feel so sorry for Houston because, uh, you know, yesterday we had a lively, I mean, awesome. We don't get mad, you know, between Winston, myself, Heath, Chris, and we argue this LeBron James stuff. We we never get mad. We laugh. We have a good. We had such a great debate yesterday, and there was a lot of what ifs. You know, well, what if Jordan this, and what if LeBron this, and the the simple fact of the matter is, is Houston had to play Golden State without Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. That's not Golden State's fault. That's not. It is what it is. This is how it turned out. But when you dislike a team so much, like I dislike Golden State, mm-hmm. you can't help but think what would have happened. Why is there so much dislike? I, somebody asked me this the other day. Um, I, I I think it's I think it's because this. Um, you know, like I dislike Pittsburgh because they're in my division. Uh, you know, the division I root for Cincinnati. You know, so I dislike them. I have this. So for me, it's it's honest. I'm not gonna lie to you. I dislike Golden State because I feel like this year and the two years prior. You know, they have been the one to beat my favorite player. Mm. You know, uh, I'm a Pelicans fan first and foremost, but but you know, when they're not in it, I'm rooting for LeBron and and they've de- and so it naturally, you know, it makes me dislike them so much. But that's an honest fan answer. They're amazing, but I just dislike them. Richie's weighing in a prediction already, and now we get another lame final. Uh, Golden State in five again. Uh, and Dots, uh, Quinn, I'm sorry, Quinn said, uh, does CP3 outplaying Harden affect his MVP chances? I think so. I think, I believe after LeBron's performance over the last few days and Harden's uh, playoff woes, if you will, I, I absolutely 100% agree with that. I believe Is LeBron. Is the already in, though? Yeah. Do they get I, an I don't know. Do they? Yeah, I, I, I think they do. I think that does. Hmm. Uh I'm going to have to look at That's a good question. But I, I think it should, yes. Hmm. Quint says also, how much does uh, the horrible performance of LeBron in the finals hurt his legacy? He's already weighing in, thinking he's going to stink up the joint uh, against Golden <laughs> Yeah, I didn't know if he meant this year or in past. But I, I don't believe his – I believe LeBron's legacy is fine. Yeah. I mean, if your legacy is you're the next best beyond Jordan, you're pretty okay. Hmm. Uh, the if fact that case. he will now play in, what, uh, eight straight finals. Pretty darn impressive. Uh, the statistic of uh, in the four major sports of uh, players that have now played in eight straight championship finals, there are only 13 of them, 17 coming from the Montreal Canadiens and then another five from the Boston Celtics. So he is certainly in rare group there. Did you just drop Montreal Canadiens? Yes. You have been up here a while doing pre show <laughs> stuff, see? Eight 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 nine nine three seven seven six two. So, are you fascinated? Are you, will you be all in for this version of the NBA final? Absolutely, it's sports, and I understand it's it's, well, it's the same two teams over again. And I got it, but it's the best of the sport out there on the floor. And and I've said that about you know 
uh, all the years, you know, people hated New England. It, it, it just seemed like for years, you know, and don't attack me, guys. It's just an opinion. But we root for players like John Daly and, you know, but but great ones, we we love to hate great people. It's I mean, I understand it gets old. We want to see somebody else do it. I got I get that part. But no, it's it's the best at the sport on the floor. Uh, I think no. uh, early odds now have uh, Golden State as an 11, 12-point favorite in game one of the NBA Finals. Yeah. i tell you what. Um, <laughs> Quinn said, congrats, eight straight years of beating high school teams. Mm-hmm. You know, that's – and that's another problem I have. That's what's on the floor. Yeah. That's not – that's what's on the floor. It, it, and, yeah, it's not as easy as you think. To just go out there night after night and beat teams. It's just not that easy. And it goes back, and we hate getting into this debate about Michael Jordan versus No, LeBron. right. And I kept looking at this game, and I keep weighing in. I keep looking at LeBron, and I'm like, man, what he's doing is just incredible. But then I continue to go back, well, look who he's playing in these finals. This isn't like the, the Celtics or the, the uh, team that, you know. Mm-hmm. Then, of course, Michael had to play. But then again, then I look at who LeBron has on his roster and who's right. running up and down the court with. You're like, my goodness. Right. Uh, you know, and that we <clears throat> excuse me. Aaron, we talked about that yesterday about, you know, he, he just if you take him on. You and I discussed this one. If you take him off the steam, it's what makes it. And we know it's a dare we say it's not as much of a team effort as some other teams are. Is that okay? Because it's it, you take LeBron off this team, even if Kevin Love is 100% healthy, plays all year, you're not winning that many games. It's, it's just, you know, and this is not a LeBron-Jordan debate. Look, Jordan, I will never say LeBron is better. I'm never – you're not going to – but, man, is he so darn close to being equal. It's It's just – you know the whole argument's going to come down and continue to be sure. the finals and how he's not able to capitalize because, I mean, he's going to be in, what, nine finals now and he's only going to have three rings to show for it and everybody's going to always go back to that argument. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. And, and, and you know, we talked about this yesterday. I said, so, you know, in all actuality, uh, here's my question. <clears throat> Could LeBron go join Golden State and win three or four rings over the next three or four years and then would he then be considered the greatest? Or how would that play out? So I don't know, but I, you know what? I'm just I'm so thrilled that we have somebody is this is generationally uh, apart. You know, having Jordan and then having someone like LeBron. Question is, is after these finals, if LeBron hangs it up, I think people that are saying things like, "Look, he's playing high school teams," or "Look, he's going to suck in the final," you're going to appreciate, you're going to miss how good he really was. Mm-hmm. If he decides to hang those shoes up, you can weigh in 888-993-7762. Of course, we've got more than just NBA basketball to break down. It's all part of the starting lineup brought to you by Louisiana Pension. The starting lineup. Are you crying? The starting lineup. Are you crying? Starting lineup. Are you crying? The starting lineup. There's no crying. Let's get to the starting lineup. We got a lot of college baseball to break down for you. We'll get into that in the next second. We're LSU, Northwestern State. Are heading and of course uh, Louisiana Tech not in a regional again for another year. Uh, we'll give you your Astros update coming up here in a minute or so, plus some uh, major takeaways from this past weekend. And we always look forward to catching up with Gus Catniel around eight o'clock or so. And then coming up at eight thirty, Louisiana Tech head coach Lane Burles will join us for his weekly visit, the final one of the year. 
We look forward to catching up with Coach coming up at 8.30. Your calls, your texts, always wanted, always encouraged, 888-993-7762. We're off and running on the morning drive on Sports Talk 97.7. Welcome back to the show. Aaron and Kevo hanging out here in the Caldwell Banker Group 1 Realty Studio in West Monroe. Uh, coming off a holiday, I'm always fascinated by what people put on the grill and whether it was a success or not. Kevo, of course, uh, in-house expert here. Kevo, what would you cook yesterday? Uh, so, I don't know about expert. That's not, uh, no. Please, so you're I, an expert, <laughs> So, I did ribs. Um, and we, we use, and if you try this, it's no secret. Uh, the sauces and stuff secret. But, yeah. uh, but we do ribs, what's called a 3-2-1 method. All right, you you put them on the smoker for three hours. You take them off. You wrap them up, and when you wrap them up in tin foil, there's certain things you put on your ribs and to get it to do different things. You wrap them up, put them back on the smoker for two hours. Take them back off, unwrap them, and lay them bone side down uh, on the smoker for another hour. So three, two, one takes a little while to do it. They're really labor intensive. Mm. But the end product is absolutely, it's, it's just unbelievable. We also have what we'll have at the restaurant. Uh, we have a pineapple uh, sausage, hickory smoked. I mean, we, we you know how sausage is. You, you really, if you buy it and heat it up, it's, but we roll it in hickory smoke. Mm. So you get a, a, you know, that smoked sausage flavor with. What are you trying to make us hungry? Little bites of pineapple in it. Uh, uh. It is so delicious, mm. and then and then uh, forgot. Oh yeah, we did you know mega burgers, but so how many ribs did you do yesterday? We did four slabs. There was yeah. not one rib left yesterday. Right. Yeah, after everybody went back for seconds, and then last night when you go back and do you know all the ribs were it was absolutely awesome. Mm. We got a great food supplier though. We we get all our food from Cisco. Uh, shameless plug for for those awesome guys and. Uh, we did a lot of stuff for veterans over the weekend, and so they donated a lot of different stuff because they're big on support of our country and America and veterans and families. And Mine wasn't awesome. as uh, labor-intensive as that. I yeah, did, but I did, you I did, were, I did brats. Yeah, but brats are freaking yeah. awesome. Yeah, they were good. Yeah, but where where did you spend most of your weekend? Uh, yeah, so I had uh, the wife was gone for the weekend, so uh, did go over the horse track on a Saturday. How'd that go? Had a good time. How'd that go? Yeah. Well, it was so. We won't talk about that. But the, <laughs> how you talked about some of your yeah, it was uh, a colorful characters. Colorful there. characters. Colorful good characters at the at the track. I didn't have much success either. So, so how much did you lose? Uh, not that much. Okay. So it wasn't a bad day. Do you, and I'm not a gambler, so I, I don't know anything about this. But when or anybody else that's listening, when you go and you start laying a little yeah, money down yeah. here and there, do you pretty quickly can tell this is not going to be my day and pull back? Or? I pulled back some, but actually well, the last race I actually wagered the most I did of one bet and actually won that one. So I walked away there feeling pretty good. Huh. But the biggest I'll thing is win. now with this app on my phone, and so – Wife is out of town, so I get home from work on Friday. And next thing I know, I'm watching TGV again, the horse racing channel. And then you have that right at the power where you can bet on any race in the world. So literally a race in Australia, I'm uh, putting a little wager down on it. I'm like, man, this could get dangerous. And then you go from there to Dubai. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so from there to Dubai. So when you're betting on those races, you're like, uh, maybe you need to step away a little bit. Uh, plenty to discuss, of course, in college baseball. The regionals are set. Uh, LSU, what a run in the SEC tournament. But six games in six days, eventually they wear down. And, of course, Ole Miss yeah. wore them out in the final. 
But a pretty incredible run by LSU. They go from literally having to fight their way to get into a regional to the Tigers being a number two seed. Unfortunately, they're shipped out across the country, and now they'll make their way to Oregon State to score off against the Beaver squad that will be out for blood and out for revenge considering what LSU did to them in the College World Series last year. Yeah, It's a different animal for LSU, right? I mean, this is the first time since, like, 2010, uh, they okay. made the trip to uh, UCLA, and they went one and two out there. Mm-hmm. So it is, but I mean. Five times they've gone on the road for a regional, and they've been able to advance out of those five times twice. It, it's, you know, you hate to fall back on that, but it, it's LSU baseball. And anytime they're in the dance, they have a chance. I mean, it, so it does, I don't know, I'm kind of like uh, – uh, coach said, you know, what do we got to lose? We go out there and just, this is what we got to do. Go out there and do it. Mm. Uh, they'll play 3 o'clock Friday versus San Diego State. That regional features Oregon State, the number one seed. You have the Tigers at number two, San Diego State number three, and Northwestern State. Also, the Demons heading out to uh, Corvallis. They will come in as the number four seed. In fact, we're making an effort to get uh, Coach Barbier on the show uh, later this week. So hopefully that will take place because it's a pretty cool story with the Demons being in the regional. You look at LSU and, of course, what they accomplished in the SEC tournament and and that run that they had, so many positives from it. Yeah. You you first look at the fact, you know, uh, they got a great effort out of Zach Hess in the semifinals. He Uh, is – he's just special. Yeah. A kid that had been struggling, I think he'd allowed 21 runs in his last 29 Mm -hmm. innings, and then he goes in in the semis against Arkansas – and goes seven strong innings. Uh, Duplantis, certainly, he was another all-conference performer. He was 10 for 25 in the SEC tournament. We talked extensively about Todd Peterson and, of course, the magic that he had on the mound and, of course, at the plate. What would you make of uh, Friday night when uh, Maneri puts out his uh, lineup and he pencils in Peterson as the cleanup hitter? Uh, well, why not? I mean, <clears throat> sorry. I thought... Number one, I, I, I believe, you know how they do the, in, in God we trust, in Maneri we trust. Yeah. I, I, that's one of those guys, I don't know why, but this time of the year, if he does it, I believe it's, mm-hmm. just leave it alone. It was fun, kept the team loose. Yes, of course, obviously, Peterson did not go to the plate. He was yeah. uh, subbed out, pinched hit for. But I thought it was a brilliant yeah. Yeah, move. Yes. Uh, pretty cool. Uh, you talk about LSU, of course, six games in six days. Now they're going to have to bounce back. And, of course, can they get their pitching right for the Friday game versus San Diego State? We've got a clip from uh, Paul Maneri. We'll play for you later on about the pitching. Overall, you look at the uh, NCAA regionals. Can SEC teams make it? Uh, that ties a record with uh, ten, with four of the ten schools from the SEC getting national seeds, that being Florida, Ole Miss, Arkansas, and Georgia. The ten from the SEC, you look at the next closest, the ACC had six teams in. The Big 12 had five. The one team, of course, missing uh, Louisiana Tech, a great year for the Bulldogs, yeah. but ultimately they do not make it. Uh, their RPI certainly wasn't strong enough. They finished 39-20 and 20 on the year. During the regular season, they finished second in the Conference USA. Florida Atlantic, of course, being third. Florida Atlantic makes a nice little run in the conference tournament. Florida Atlantic is in a regional. Excuse me. I'm having a hard time here this morning. Um, 
We look forward to hearing from Lane Burroughs. He'll join us uh, later today at 8.30. And then there was – I know they'll work it out. It's not an issue, but I know Maneri was concerned about the team's ability to find a, a chartered flight. Yeah. Uh, and I know their uh, article I was reading, they're tired. They're, yeah. This is a uh, this is going to be an interesting week mm-hmm. for LSU baseball, baseball period. This, without a doubt, has got to be one of my favorite sports times of the year. NFL getting ready. I mean, I, college baseball, you know, I, I don't know. NBA playoffs. It's exciting. Uh, if you're into our Houston Astros update, big win for them against the Yankees. 5-2-1. Verlander was uh, sensational in the victory. He goes to 7-2 and two with the victories. And how about Verlander as he's leaving the mound? Uh, there was a booze from the Yankee fans, and he tips the cap towards them. Well, what it, yeah, that's it's way better than doing the other thing. Uh, to me, it's more condescending to do and better to do that than flip people off. And <laughs> that's the thing to do. But how old is Verlander? We we were watching this game yesterday as we're uh-huh. as we're having a few adult beverages and uh-huh. you know eating ribs. How I mean, this guy's like. He just he keeps doing what he does mm-hmm. over and over again. Uh, ERA of 1.11 right now. That is the best in the major leagues. That is your Houston Astros update for today. Uh, Indy 500, were you all in? Did you watch one minute of it? Okay, uh, no. And it's just because we were doing so many other things. We did, I had a lot of charity stuff we were doing, so I just didn't have time. But I did hear... I knew it was Danica's last race yeah. ever, and I knew what, how that turned out. Mm-hmm. But did you watch any of it? Uh, some of it. Danica Patrick, as you mentioned, her final race, and she uh, crashes in her final race. I she read, also crashed in the uh, Daytona 500 also. Yes. Yeah, I read something the other day, and it said, um, so, so Patrick dates Aaron uh, Rodgers. Rogers. Danica Patrick wrecks out in her final race of her career. At least one of the two people in that relationship can finish a drive. <laughs> that's, that's, what I, that's what I read. Well, that's kind of hateful. Uh, wow. Uh, the Sports Center did a lot of great things on Danica Patrick. They had a sit-down interview with her, and it, it was well done. But they continue to go back to the point, as much of a trailblazer that she was, she wasn't as successful as most thought that she would be. No, not at all. You know, now my wife and I talked about that the yeah. other day about how when she came into even when she came into NASCAR, yeah. I thought uh, with the resources that she had. Exactly. There, you, you always took the words out of my mouth. It, uh, let's be honest, at NASCAR. I don't. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm trying to get at? It's it's a, a more simpler form of racing mm. than. I thought this is it. I mean, she's going to go in there and and did not win a race. Not what did I not was win a race in her career. Seven top ten finishes. Though, thinking at all. So I guess as a woman in the sport, she was fairly successful. There are men that have drove for yeah, right. thirty years that have worse stats than that. Hmm. But so I mean, I, I guess I mean, he'll look at the brand she's built. The following she has, so it wasn't a failure. But as far as being remembered as one of the best at your craft, I don't think that's what we're going to remember her for. My other biggest takeaway from that uh, interview was the first time that she met Aaron Rodgers at the ESPYS uh, a few years ago. Aaron Rodgers gave his email address to Danica. 
email address. Uh, send me an email. email yeah, right? <laughs> How important you got to be to send it. Yeah. yeah, there you go. How? I, I didn't know that, which now, you know, I, come on. The Aaron. relationship has evolved a little bit since. It has evolved a little yeah. bit. The only reason she's dating Aaron is because I would, wasn't available, I can tell you now. <laughs> she is a, I don't know if, with today and everybody getting angry, I don't know if this may, she is a unbelievably beautiful woman. Mm-hmm. Absolutely good. NHL Finals also uh, the Golden Knights. It is the Cinderella story. They take care of business versus the Capitals, six to four. If you flipped over there and watched some I'm of telling that, you, playoff hockey is pretty special. Last year, playoff hockey was uh, kind of a big deal. You remember when when the Predators were, uh, and, and so now you not a duplicate of that, but you've got another team that is. You know, swept in and become this Cinderella story. And I'm standing in line at the grocery store, and I hear two people in front of me talking about hockey. Really? I have never had that happen. And what the I conversation sound like? About the uh, the Great nights and, and what a story it was. And, and obviously they listen to this station, too, because uh, they're talking about, yeah, the – Sports, uh, you know, the, the sports shows around here are talking about them. And, yeah. I mean, you know, you could tell that this is be- – I mean, I, I didn't ask. They're Moccasins fans, I take it. Right, yeah, yeah. or Mudbugs fans. Yeah. And, but I'm telling you, you knew by the way the conversation was going, which they're going home and, and they're they're watching hmm. hockey today. Nice. When has that ever been a thing around here? Mm. Yeah. Take a time out, 888-993-7762. Your biggest takeaways from the weekend. The Morning Drive on Sports Talk 97.7 returns after this. Welcome back to the Morning Drive. Aaron and Kevo hanging out here in the Caldwell Banker Group 1 Realty Studio in West Monroe. We certainly look forward to the NCAA Regionals this week. Unfortunately, it will not feature Louisiana Tech. But out in Corvallis, it will feature LSU and Northwestern State. LSU will be the number two seed. The Beavers get the number one seed in that regional. And, of course, uh, the Demons come in at number four. You go back to LSU and, of course, what took place this uh, past weekend. Paul Maneri and, and the magic that he has with Hoover. His record now all-time in Hoover, 35-8. and eight. It is like Paul Maneri's second home. Uh, after their uh, run out of conference championship, which falls a little bit short, Paul Maneri and former West Washita product Zach Watson talk about the Tigers' magical run that falls a little short. We're going to have our hands full on Friday, and that's that's what you earn when you don't earn a, div, a number one seed and get to host. That's what your first game ends up being. We earned a two seed, but probably not a high two seed, which meant that they probably put us into a national seed regional. I mean, I'm not glad that we're traveling, but I'm kind of ready to see what happens. We're not going to give up. We're going to keep fighting. We're going to keep doing the best thing that we can do for the team. I mean, really just going out there and doing the best you can and laying it all on the line. Maneri and Watson on, of course, uh, heading out to Oregon State. You look, of course, at LSU now and, and the pitching uh, certainly uh, one of the bright spots for them out there in Hoover. But now, how much do they have left? Can they get back on track, get rested enough? And, of course, uh, Hillard, will he be ready to go for game number one? Maneri was asked that question yesterday. You know, Mikhail, you know, he wasn't available today. I know there was a lot of speculation that he was going to pitch today, but he wasn't. He didn't even have his cleats on. You know, he threw 97 pitches through 
four days ago and actually was a little bit sore after the game. He just needs, he, we needed him to not even pick up a baseball for four days and just rest his arm. But you know, it's just like any team, you know, once you start getting to the, the depths of your pitching staff, you know, the, the quality starts to drop off some and that's just the way every team's pitching staff is. And it's, it's tough, you know, but that's, that's the advantage you get of having a good regular season, not having to play on Tuesday. We had to play on Tuesday because, you know, that was what we earned. And so it's, it taxied our staff a little bit, and it gave an advantage to other teams, this team in particular. And we had opportunities. I think we in the first five innings or six innings, we had five out of the six innings. We had a runner in scoring position, and we just couldn't cash in. Twice, I think we had a runner at third base with less than two outs. And if we just put a ball in play, you know, we'd get a run in, and we just couldn't do that. Maneri on the pitching staff, and of course, uh, what they're going to have to do now is they go to Oregon State. It's not like Kevo, though. Uh, college baseball programs are built to play six games in six days. Yeah, uh, when when they talked to you know Maneri talked to Alan Dunn, there was no. I mean, nobody knows what's going to. This is not. It's just a different animal for them. And uh, poor pitching pro- coach has got a yeah. lot on his plate. Yeah, well, Zach has a uh, sensational in the semifinal, of course, against Arkansas. And another guy that certainly uh, emerged for the LSU pitching staff, uh, Cam Sanders. He went in to Hoover with an ERA of 7.46. Mm-hmm. But in the 28 batters that he faced in Hoover, he retired 25 of them, only gave up a grand total of three hits in eight innings of work. So uh, that bodes well for LSU. Very. Now they look forward to the regional. Very, and it's not, you know, I, we all know this, though. If you're, you, I mean, you're the top seed. I don't want to say it's set, but your pitching lineup's a little different when you're not. Uh, it's not near as straightforward, is it? Yeah, now LSU, of course, uh, will be the number two seed. They will get San Diego State, uh, I believe it's 3 o'clock on Friday. And then you have the other matchup, Oregon State versus Northwestern State. We'll get into more of that later in the week. I did see this stat. NOLA.com went through and looked at all the rosters from across the country. There are now 56 players with who played in uh, Louisiana high school baseball that will be in a regional. Of course, a majority of them coming from LSU and Northwestern State, but 56 overall. Pretty good. And not until I read that this morning or maybe, no, you said whatever. Anyway, you, know, you realize we focus a lot on football. And you don't realize how many, you know, baseball players this state is putting out, mm-hmm. left and right. It's a, it's an eye opener. Yes, it is. So there you go. There's a little bit of your your baseball wrap up from the weekend, and of course uh, we look forward to the regional. Lane Burroughs from Louisiana Tech will join us for his weekly visit coming up at eight thirty. We certainly look forward to that. Got a number of texts here. You can weigh in at eight 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 nine nine three seven seven six two. Richie says uh, his uh, father-in-law was very proud of his ribs yesterday. Well, well, when I was reading the way Richie was talking about how he removes them from the foil and people skip that, et cetera, I'm like, exact, you know, sounds like a guy that knows how to cook his ribs. And, and we were texting back and forth about everybody loves to say, you know, my ribs fall off the bone. If they fall off the bone, they're overcooked. You don't want to – I mean, I'm not saying they're not good. That's not what we're getting at. They may taste great, but you're supposed to be able to bite it off the bone and not tug, but to have the slightest bit of tug to it. 
that's how ribs supposed to be cooked. If it falls off, it's overcooked, and that means the smoke flavor is not there, and just a little, just things that bug me. You know, I don't want if my rib falls off the bone, I've thrown them before. Really, you just get aggravated. They're not supposed to do that. Oh. Uh, this sports slash uh, cooking show continues. Got a question here for you, Kevo. What temp are you smoking at when you do ribs? Three, two, one. Two thirty-seven, and it's because all the great ones say you smoke somewhere between two twenty-five and two fifty. Well, that's in between, and so I put everything at two thirty-seven. And as I discovered yesterday, the best smoke for ribs is hickory and apple together. Use hickory wood, apple wood, but I smoke everything at two thirty-seven. Brisket, pork, rib, uh, pulled pork, ribs, ham, whatever, two thirty-seven. Are you doing a rub or are you doing a sauce? A little bit of both. So as some of you will know, once once you wrap those ribs, you do a rub, dry rub to begin with. Once you wrap those ribs, um, there's a couple of things you put on there that mix with that rub. Uh, they'll help. Well, i tell you what. I'm going to tell you that part because you're not getting the rub part. Uh, but you put like a butter, a honey, a brown sugar, or something like that. Uh on those ribs, and, and then you wrap them up. That mixed with that rub, when you when you unwrap them, be very careful. You have all that rib paint in that tin foil, and it'll make you you're doing enough ribs. It'll make 32, 40 ounces. And then when they come off the smoker for the last time, you give people the option of having a dry type rub that's moist but not wet. And then and then they can brush that rib paint on them if they want. Yeah, this boy knows what he's talking about. Yeah, I mean it. So 237 degrees. It's really. How many? Really do we got a countdown yet on how many days till the restaurant opens? Uh, we're hoping Memorial Day weekend yeah. time frame. I, I need all of our 97.7 family to come hang out because if this don't work, guys, I'm gonna have to sell my body, and y'all know that's that's not gonna that's not gonna bode well. So let's make this work. <laughs> 888-993-7762. Let's take a timeout. Coming up next, we'll dive more into the NBA and, of course, the legacy of LeBron. And do we give him a fighting chance now against Golden State? We're back after this. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. Whether you have a sports or an orthopedic injury, nagging low back or neck pain, work-related injury, or even vertigo, get the care and treatment you need at Legacy Outpatient Therapy Services. LOTS has been a reliable health care provider for Ruston and the surrounding communities for over 15 years. Give Chase Patterson and his team of skilled therapists a call at 318-255-9601 or visit our website at LegacyRehab.net. Lots, official partner of Louisiana Tech Athletics and your home for trusted therapy solutions powered by Legacy Rehabilitation. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing with Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whatever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. We'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. 
Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Drive your dream. Live to drive. If your business depends on technology, then you can depend on NetTech. We offer remote desktop and service management, cloud-based document access, email services, IP phone services, fiber internet, and data security products. With locations in Monroe and in Ruston, our friendly technicians and help desk staff are ready to solve all your IT problems. Let NetTech be your IT department. Visit nettech.net or call 866-668-0001 today. Grab another cup of coffee and keep tuned to the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward, Toyota of Ruston. Welcome back to the morning drive. Aaron and Kevo hanging out on this Tuesday morning. Congratulations, of course, to uh, Jake and Taylor Martin. They are celebrating the birth of their daughter, Emerson Jane Martin. So uh, maybe go uh, shorten the nickname, go Emmy or EJ. Emma? Yeah. Emma? Emmy? Mm-hmm. I'm going to, well, I tell you what, Aaron, you know I love you to death, right? I mean, we're, we're, we're pals. We're, we're friends. But let's just Don't stop pretending there. that you need to even come up with names for anybody. <laughs> Asking them to name kids stripper names. What were your names again for those that may not have been uh, listening? Mint. 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 Mystic. I wanted something with an N to go with Martin. So that's, I was just telling him. You know, when you have a, a future race, it, it rhymes better when you're, Mint, doing, when you're doing the highlight. Mint Mystic. Yeah. Mint Martin. But Jay, I, I think they did well with him. Yeah, if y'all are listening, you, no, you know better. Don't listen to him ever. <laughs> he didn't. Thankfully, he did In fact, I don't even think he That's took all. my names and my recommendations to he didn't even, Taylor. He didn't absolutely, even, I wouldn't take it. That's a good way to get divorced. <laughs> hey, honey, let's name our daughter Mystic. See how uh, that goes. Well, if it would have been a boy, how about LeBron? Right, look, there, see, finally, now, all yeah, right, you're yeah. winning some clout back. Yes. So now LeBron and uh, his team, uh, they're going Cleveland, they will be the biggest underdog in the in a final in the last 16 years. Do we give them any chance of uh, knocking off Golden State or at least winning a game or two? Uh, yes, absolutely. Um, and it's it's irrelevant if I go into one. I mean, I. All you got to do is look back at this series against Houston. And, and I mean, and Golden State showed a lot of flaws. They they did. They did. Um, I mean, the fact of the matter is, is it, 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 you know, when LeBron's out there on the court, you've got a chance. It's like when you have number nine behind center. You know, when you've got Drew Brees behind center, you've got an opportunity to win a game. And he can't do it alone. And it shouldn't affect his legacy. Um, you know, but. We all don't think alike. That's what makes this great. But I think they do have a chance to win a game, maybe. But if you realistically said, you know, what do you think? As much as I hate to say it. Yeah, but this isn't the Golden State squad or the Warriors team of last year. I mean, they have some flaws. They're not exactly playing that well. No, you're right. But the the uh, the Cavs team of last year was better than the one of this year. Well, that's true. Um, so... And then, of course, you have the dual dilemma and the status of Kevin Love. When will he That's be right. ready to the, go? That's right, the concussion. And, and then what Kevin Love will we actually see in the finals? Yeah. I mean, you remember the Kevin Love the, Kevin Love the year that they beat the Warriors. I mean, it was uh, he played such a big, such a critical role, and of course that. Uh, but 
You know, somebody, and I can't remember, somebody messaged earlier and said LeBron wants bad teammates to feed his ego, so he's the best player in the room. LeBron doesn't have to have bad. If LeBron walks into Golden State's locker room, he's still the best player in the room. Mm. He doesn't have to be on uh, bad teammates. But, it, it, I, I mean, you know, what LeBron is is guilty of, and I admit it, you know, LeBron is probably guilty of he's someone that helped advocate for these players to come there. Uh, now, is it, it, you know, some of them are just not performing well at all. Kevin Love's not performing well. So I don't know what's going to happen, but if you, if I was betting man, you know, if I had uh, Aaron money, I would say four games to one, mm. you know, something like that. It's just. Well, Golden State, uh, some would say, may be fortunate to get into the NBA Finals. They take care of Houston uh, last night, 101-92, but it certainly looked dicey for them. They're down by 11 at the half, and you're thinking, uh, this is an opportunity, of course, where mm-hmm. things could go south quickly for them. But thankfully, if you're a Warriors fan in Golden State, Houston could not hit the side of a barn there in the second half with three points. Uh, you know, <clears throat> being out and about all weekend long, basketball was the, the topic of conversation. And we discussed this. I'm talking about to nausea. Why it is that everyone is trying to duplicate what the Golden State does. I don't get it. I, so I after you miss your first 10, after you miss your, <laughs> your 15 in a row, after you miss 20 in a row, after you miss 26 in a row, you may think, well, maybe it's time to take a little bit more inside. Yeah, let's, the paint. let's. And then you miss your 27th in a row three pointer. And then what? I mean, at some point you've got to think, all right. A, it's a more high percentage shot. Here's another thing. I mean, uh, it's not like Golden State. I, I just you talked about it. Golden State did show some flaws in this series. Okay, Houston were able to put up quite a bit of points on. So why in the and I don't know. It's easier said than done. I'm not out there. But some of this has got to go back to coaching too. I mean, you've got to bring these players over there. And say, guys, stop! Take the ball, take the ball inside. Force a fact. Get a. I mean, do something. Mm. You cannot just stand here and shoot threes all day. Well, they tried. They shot forty-four of them. They, <laughs> they made seven. You, you know, you. Here's an interesting thought, though, Aaron. I thought about this over the weekend. You know, you've got uh, NBA players standing there at a three-point line, which is a wide-open shot. Yeah. You're wide open, and you're shooting. 27 shots. Well, well, I don't know how many of those wide open. Let's just say half of them. Okay. All right, so 13 or so, 14 shots wide open. Good looks. Imagine that being a quarterback, and you've got a receiver or tight end standing there wide open, 30 foot away or whatever it is, and the quarterback's missing them wide left and wide right. I mean, to where the, the, the fact that the receiver cannot catch the ball. You know, it's incomplete. You know what are we? What are we? We're dogging that quarterback today. Yeah, t- take the higher percentage shot, and they just never did that. It, so we're dogging like we're dogging uh, the Atlantic Falcons, or maybe blowing a lead of that sort. Well, as uh, yeah, you know what? Honestly, I don't know why this is not a bigger thing today. I mean. 27 three-pointers and you miss them, uh, that's of, choking. A lot of sports, they probably didn't have to do much research on this, but they do say that is a record in a playoff game in the NBA to miss 27 consecutive three-pointers. It's just, um, I, 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 I can tell you this. 
it's it's the nature of the beast. It is what it is. With with all the praise comes all the the negativity. But if this was the Cavs playing last night, mm-hmm. and they missed twenty seven straight three pointers, right. all we would hear today is how about how bad LeBron sucks, mm-hmm. how he's not. But it's just very you know wonderfully just flying under the radar and. So if LeBron put up uh, Harden's numbers, uh, was 2 of 13 from three-point land and uh, 12 of 29 from the field and has 32 points, of course, the Skip Baylesses of the world would just have a heyday with him. Yeah, well, you know, between uh, Skip my blood pressure, I don't like the guy anyway, but neither here nor there. Yeah, I, I, I guess that's the thing. I guess not all, not all, some, but – it's it's a generational thing, and trust me. Look, I'm of the generation of Jordan. I'm 42 years old, so I get that. But it's a anytime you just try and say you ain't even got to compare. You just go, man. LeBron put on a clinic. Somebody's going to go. But Jordan, it, you know what? Skip is a very knowledgeable person, but he's also an idiot. I mean, it, look, LeBron James could go save three drowning children, and Skip Bayless is going to say. Yeah, but he didn't do, do it I mean, it's, it's around, yeah. yeah. Uh, Chuck says, was Kevo describing LSU quarterbacks? <laughs> right. Nice. Uh, but but you think about it, I mean, that's we would be dogging our quarterback today. Mm. I mean, if we watched a, a, a NFC championship game and, and one of the quarterbacks did that, we it would just be a trouble. And for some reason, I mean, we're sitting here talking about it, but Houston, that is choking. It doesn't get plain and simple. That That's just choking as choking can get. Uh, Larry says, does having the best record really matter? How ironic is this? Both NBA teams with the second best records in the East and West are in the NBA Finals. Everybody talks about, of course, yeah. fighting for that home court advantage, and then ultimately it didn't matter. No, Cleveland, it, of it, course, it, able to take care of uh, Boston and the Celtics, their first postseason loss of the year. Then, of course, uh, you look at Golden State going into Houston and win. Uh, Every shot cutaway they had of uh, Chris Paul on the bench was just uh, a little irritating if you're a Rockets fan. Because you're like, oh, what could have been? Right. Uh, You know, and and back back to what you said, you know, uh, Golden State, I mean, Houston was the home team in that series. Of course, Houston was the home team in every series. But, but, uh, you know, the Cavs were the road team. In every single series, so uh, they're the road team here. We we know, I, I think we all know how this is going to turn out. But a couple people pointing out, of course, uh, the Cavs were the fourth seed overall. That's right. Second. Yeah, they were. I mean, they were. Uh, but every series they played, you know, had to. Uh, they Sam had to be points on out uh, missed twenty seven in a row, but only lost by nine. What if the higher percentage was taken? Just thirteen of those twenty seven. That you know what. Who was who that? Was that Sam? Yeah. Sam's a genius. Yeah. That, seriously, that's exactly what I'm getting at. Take the higher percentage shot. I, I mean, I, you know, I don't know. For me, if I'm a coach, it's easier to sit here now and play uh, the catch twenty. I mean, the hindsight twenty twenty. But I'm watching my team miss eight, ten, eleven, twelve three pointers in a row. I'm calling the timeout. We're going, guys. Don't do this. Don't, we're not doing this no more. We're done. Nah. Take the ball inside. Let's take the higher percentage shot. Let's do what got us here. They did not get here shooting threes all year long. I mean, 
And give Golden State a little credit, of course, when they're down by 11 at the half and you you lean on your two stars, Durant and Curry, and they both responded in the second half. Uh, Durant scored 21 of his uh, 34 points in the second half, and Steph responded with 19 of his 27 coming after intermission. Uh, How many – I think it was – did they put up 33 in the third quarter, I think it was, and – and he was Curry was responsible for fourteen of that, or yeah. And then yeah. with Steph, of course, is uh, nailing three pointers, and then he gets them to bounce off the rim two or three times, and they're falling. You're starting to think uh, it's Golden State's night over Houston. Yeah, it, it was. It was just what well, I mean. But doesn't that kind of make you think? I mean, for me, it, you know, Houston just choked. Mm. I, I mean. And, and and you know what? You know what? I was partly buying into. I was partly buying into the fact. Uh, I was honestly believing what I was hearing, Aaron, at the end of the year about, you know, it's James Harden, Kevin Durant, uh, uh, Anthony Davis, which Davis did all he could do. That's, But that they were as good, if not better, than LeBron James is right now. And I just do not believe that now. Watching what I want, I just, no, that's not the case. Uh, Sports Illustrated had this, uh, they pointed this out on Twitter this weekend. The last time LeBron was not in an NBA final, Shaquille was his teammate, and Mike Trout was in a Class A ball with the Cedar Rapids Colonels, I believe. So it has been a while, LeBron, of course, uh, this fantastic run he's had of advancing to the NBA finals. Poor John text in. He said it's heartbreaking me to a 17-point lead in game six. It's true. 15-point lead last night. He couldn't win being a diehard Rockets fan. Losing losing Paul did kill him. I, I truly yeah, I believe that. He said life isn't fair. Yeah. It's not. I understand. Life of a fan sucks, man. <laughs> it does. Sucks so hard. Seven o'clock hour in the books. Coming up next, you'll hear from us, Gus Cattengill down in New Orleans. Then at 8.30, Lane Burroughs from Louisiana Tech. The Morning Drive on Sports Talk 97.7 is back after this. Thanks for listening to the best of The Morning Drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts.